Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. And I'm Terry Reed, a director at SABSA. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Scott, our subject today is one of our favorites on this program, God's Miraculous Designs in Nature. As we have quoted before, the Bible says in Psalms 139, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. But also Job 10, 9-12 says, Remember that you have made me like clay. And it goes on to say, You clothed me with skin and flesh, and knit me together with bones and sinews. Those are powerful scriptures painting a picture of how intricately God has made us. Our guest on today's program is going to add some modern insights into what God meant when he said we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Today we welcome cardiologist Dr. Joe M. Moody, Jr., who goes by Mark. Dr. Moody has a B.A. in biology from Rice University and an M.D. from the University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio, which was conferred in 1974. He did his internal medicine residency in cardiology fellowship at University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio. He's retired from the U.S. Army in 1997 as a colonel, which is impressive. He was a former professor of the University of Texas Health Science Center, S.A., and retired from there just last year. Dr. Moody has lived in San Antonio since 1970, except for three years in Germany while he was in the Army. He is a member of Grace Orthodox Presbyterian Church in San Antonio since 1980 and serves as an elder there. Welcome, Dr. Moody, or should I say Colonel? Both are impressive titles. Thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to having the time to share with you this morning. Dr. Moody, you bring to us not only expertise in the miraculous design of the human heart, but insight into why we believe that God's Word is authoritative in all respects, even in modern medicine. First, I would like to say that the primary reason I believe in the biblical account of creation is that I believe the Bible to be the Word of God and therefore true and accurate. The Bible is self-attesting, and the witness of Scripture is consistent with the Bible's claim to be the Word of God. I particularly like this statement made several centuries ago that says, We may be moved and induced by the testimony of the church to a high and reverent esteem of the Holy Scripture, and the heavenliness of the matter, the efficacy of the doctrine, the majesty of the style, the consent of all the parts, the scope of the whole, which is to give all glory to God, the full discovery it makes of the only way of man's salvation, the many other incomparable excellencies, and the entire perfection thereof are arguments whereby it doth abundantly evidence itself to be the word of God. I take it on faith that the Bible is true. That being said, as I look at the word of God and at science, I see a concordance. And so my faith in God's word has not been diminished, but rather strengthened by science, properly understood. 
Of course, our interest today is what evidences you see in the construction of the human heart that leads you, a cardiologist, to the conclusion that it was designed by God and not the product of random mutation. The main lesson today that I would like to give is that considering the wondrous design of the heart and its intricacies naturally leads to worship of God as the all-wise creator and sustainer of the universe. Again, as I reflect on the design of the cardiovascular system, I am in awe of the God who designed the heart of man to be very good. The heart is the energy source for the flow of blood, which is necessary for the health of all the cells of the body, providing oxygen and nutrients to the cells and removing carbon dioxide and metabolic waste products from the cells. The circulation of blood is necessary for larger organisms such as man. Let us think about the heart for a few minutes. The heart of a normal adult weighs about 10 ounces and the weight is made up of almost all cardiac muscle. This muscle is designed particularly to contract and relax sequentially about once a second when a person is resting. The heart pumps over a gallon of blood per minute and over a person's lifetime pumps enough blood to fill a lake half a mile long and 40 yards wide and 30 feet deep. The heart's function is important on a second-to-second -second basis. If the heart stops beating for 10 seconds, the person's brain will be unable to maintain consciousness. If the heart stops providing circulation for 10 minutes, there will be permanent brain damage, most likely death of the person. The heart is designed to be able to respond to changes in the body's need for circulation. As a person begins vigorous muscular activity, the contracting muscles of the arms and legs need more blood supply to support this activity and this increased supply must be met by the beating heart. So the heart responds by way of nervous system pathways by increasing the rate of the heartbeat, faster pulse rate, and increasing the vigor of the heart muscle contraction. The heart can increase its rate by a factor of two or three and can increase the volume of each beat called the stroke volume by about 50 percent or so so the heart can increase blood flow, called the cardiac output, by about five or six fold. The response of the heart to increased demand by the body's tissues is a beautifully graded response. If there is mild exercise, the heart rate and the stroke volume will increase a little. And as the exercise becomes more strenuous, the heart rate and stroke volume increase more. The blood vessels also participate and respond to the increased flow by opening up and allowing more flow without an excessive increase in blood pressure. So they're responding in a helpful way. The tissues of the body in a time of increased demand also participate in the increased delivery of oxygen by increasing the exchange of oxygen at the tissue level and are able to increase the extraction of oxygen from the flowing blood, able to increase by threefold. This factor enables healthy young people to exercise to a level as high as 15 to 20 times the resting level of oxygen delivery, like you may see in competitive athletes such as cross-country skiers. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Mark Moody. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. Our guest today, Dr. Mark Moody, is a cardiologist with insight into God's amazing designs in the human heart. Dr. Moody, you have described several fascinating attributes of the human circulatory system, of which the heart is the core. What else do you see? One aspect of the function of the heart that is especially fascinating is the electrical system of the heart, 
I said that the heart is mostly muscle, but there are some specialized tissues in the heart as well. And one of these special functions is the initiation and spread of the electrical signal that triggers the heart to contract. Many of you might know that the heart has its own God-given pacemaker so that a heart can beat on its own even outside the body and a heart transplanted into another person maintains its own heartbeat. <clears throat> These pacemaker cells have specialized molecules on the cell surface that cause the cell to have an intrinsic electrical impulse or periodic discharge. This design itself is a wondrous thing and this design is common to many other animals besides. Let's consider this pacemaker system a little further. The pacemaker cells live together in a small area of one of the walls of the heart called the sinus node. And they all share a similar electrical activity with impulses triggered together as a group. At the border of this group of cells are some cells that are intermediate design between pacemaker cells and contracting muscle cells. The contracting muscle cells do not have any pacemaker triggers. These intermediate cells serve a very important function in the activity of the pacemaker because they form a partial electrical barrier between the pacemaker cells and the working muscle cells. It is wonderful to consider this barrier formed by these intermediate cells or transitional cells. If the electrical barrier were too strong, then the pacemaker signal could not be transmitted to the muscle cells and there'd be no trigger or muscle contraction. If the electrical barrier is too weak, the pacemaker signal would be drowned out by all those working muscle cells and there would again be no muscle contraction. So the electrical barrier has to be just right. And so it is. Those transitional cells or that intermediate cell layer forming the barrier has been designed just right to transmit the pacemaker trigger to the working cells and therefore allow the heart to beat. This is a wondrous design. One other aspect of the heart function is that God designed the electrical activity of the working heart muscle to be much different from the electrical activity of working skeletal muscle like your hamstrings or your biceps, examples of skeletal muscle. As you know, skeletal muscle has the property of tetany. That means that skeletal muscle can sustain a contraction over many seconds or even minutes, like this helps you stand up or hold a glass of water. This is possible because the electrical system that triggers that contraction is able to stimulate the muscle many times every second so that the muscular contraction can be sustained. Muscle stimulated only briefly can cause a muscle to chirp briefly, whereas sustained series of rapid triggers causes a sustained contraction. This gives a lot of flexibility to the function of skeletal muscle. In contrast, the heart functions by a rhythmic series of contractions and relaxation. Each contraction causes blood to be pumped out of the heart and into the arteries. Each relaxation allows the heart chambers to expand and fill the blood from the veins. This rhythmic pattern of contraction and relaxation keeps blood flowing through the system. It is completely unnecessary and even dangerous for the heart to have the ability to sustain a contraction. The heart is designed to contract and then relax. Similar to skeletal muscle contraction, a single electrical trigger to the muscle causes a single contraction of the heart muscle. That trigger causes a contraction similar to the twitch of a skeletal muscle, but the twitch lasts longer, maybe a fourth of a second or more, long enough for the contraction of the muscle to propel the blood out of the heart chamber while it squeezes. The electrical activity of the heart is designed by God not to allow tetany because the electrical trigger itself lasts about a fourth of a second 
and so can't normally go much faster than about 180 beats per minute in adults. The electrical activity of the heart is beautifully designed by God to serve us well for a lifetime with precise design of the barrier between the pacemaker cells and the working contractile muscle cells. It is also beautiful how God designed the electrical system of the contracting muscle cells to be different from regular skeletal muscle cells so that the heart is protected from contracting in a continuous squeeze but rather in an alternating contract-relax fashion to ensure continuous flow of blood. We are created with exquisite precision and care by our all-wise God. We can praise him for his wisdom and his goodness to us. Dr. Moody, thank you so much for being with us today and giving us more proof of God's creative work in his world. I hope that we can have you back again. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on the link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's Terry's website containing articles looking at the current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of hundreds of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR with the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.